1: on the daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Is it already Friday. How, how is the summer flying by so fast? It's going to be one of the best nights of the summer, though. I can already tell you that. What's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanas ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I got to say, I love doing the show. I love being here with all of you. I, I appreciate everybody for always tuning in and interacting with us. It's awesome doing sports talk in a, in a, a relatively small town still, like Missoula, but that is so... Passionate and, and crazy about sports. I, I just love it. That said, as I sit here today, I got some serious senioritis. I'm like on my last week of school right before you graduate. That, that's only because football season's right around the corner. We are, as of tomorrow, two weeks away from the opening of college football. As of tomorrow, as of today, actually, we're one week away from the opening of high school football around the state of Montana. So that's got me itching, feeling good. I'm also, as we sit here today, one week away from a little getaway. I'm, I'm going to be gone next Friday. That's just one missed show uh, next week. Got to get out of town before the, the season starts, taking my gal a little trip. Uh, and uh, so we'll, you know, it's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so we'll be back at it for game week Monday. More than anything, though, I'm itching because the first of two nights tonight at the Kettle House Amphitheater. The weekend, I think very many look forward to. Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Switz are in town tonight and tomorrow night at the Kettle House. As I always say here, on to on is now. If there's a band that's like one of my all-time favorite bands that comes to Missoula, I'm certainly super inclined to go and I'm going to love it. But actually, my number one draw to go watch live music in Missoula is not necessarily if I love it. That that helps me for sure. It's when Missoula loves the band. Because Missoula shows out big time when they have truly beloved acts. And when the band if if Missoula is obsessed with the band that's playing, the artist that's playing, and the artist has a connection to Missoula and loves Missoula, that's when you just have the best nights ever. So uh, I I think that the symmetry between the Garden City and the Night Sweats is as good as any musical artist that frequents uh, our uh, humble western Montana town here. So I'm so stoked. I'm heading out there right after this. we got dinner reservation right after the show and then going out there. It's actually funny because if you were to ask me, like, are you a huge Night Sweats fan? I'm, I'm actually. I mean, I'm I'm pretty just dist- uh, in the middle. I think that they're cool. You know, I'm not I'm not really choosing them to to rock out to in my car over a variety of different artists. But I've had some of the best times I've ever had at the amphitheater the last two times they've been here. It's just such good live music, right? I mean, everybody's going to be dancing and singing and hanging out, and I just can't wait. So hopefully. Some of you, all of you are uh, headed out there, and uh, let's soak it in while we can. No use wishing time away. Let's enjoy the time while we have it. If I see you out there, please come say hi. Uh, love talking to each and every one of you, and uh, be safe. That's the best part about the logistics of these shows, though, man. You, you can just It's so easy to be safe. The parking is easy, so if, if you got a designated driver, great. Just go out there and park your car on your way. Uh, if you don't have a DD, that's also great. There is a uh, shuttle for you, so you can just hop on the bus and boom, you're rolling. So it uh, should be a great evening out there along the Blackfoot River, there uh, in Bonner, right outside of Missoula. And Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats back for yet another throwdown. A ton to get to today. There's an enormous UFC fight tomorrow, and it's involving one of Montana's favorite sons. And I, I do think the Shadow O'Malley has risen to the point where. He's at least in the conversation as the most prominent athlete from Montana at this current moment. We'll discuss exactly that here in just a little while. We're going to go around the world of sports. I got some questions about Lionel Messi and the MLS, uh, the NBA, and what has been a pretty dormant offseason. Major League Baseball, I think we all know who's going to win the American League MVP. It's Shote Ohtani, Otani, no doubt. Uh, but who's going to win the NL MVP? Also, some updates on the division races as we get sort of into the heart of of Uh, The the pennant race, college football talk uh, on the FBS level, NFL talk all the way across the board. Andrew's got a footy 15 for us, uh, talking all things soccer. We'll do a uh, college football style Garden City Spotlight, highlighting some of the the, uh, Missoulians on both the University of Montana and Montana State football teams. Hour number two. NFL over-unders, more of those. Uh, Brooks Nuana is back for another year of all football all the time, so we'll do that on uh, hour number two. We'll also play some fun games with my Sports Illustrated collection, and we'll continue our NFL game. This is a fun NFL game I made up a couple weeks ago where myself and Andrew will go back and forth, name an NFL team. The other guy names the first player that comes to mind from said NFL team, and then you, you discuss what that means about the prospect of that team. So uh, we'll play a little NFL. Uh, pick them, name them, whatever you want to call it uh, in hour number two as well. So there you go. That's your show outlook here. Well, on to on is now. You want to stream the show? You always can. 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. It's a Friday, so that means it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I must admit, I had my Florence coffee early today. Thanks, Floco. They they uh, they uh, hooked me up with some more uh, cards uh, to, to get my coffee, so that, that was awesome. Uh, so I was itching to use one, so I did uh, early this morning. Uh, I got my Yerba Mate to give myself a boost here uh, this afternoon. But you... Since it's a Friday night, maybe you're going to the night sweats. Go get yourself a little coffee. Stay up late. Hang out. No matter where you're at, in Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk uh, near you. But having some major FOMO all week, only because uh, a couple of our uh, colleagues, Tom Wiley and Kyle Hansen of MTN uh, Sports, couple TV guys, they are out in Boston, and they are on hand for UFC 292. Now, anytime you get to go to a UFC, that's pretty sweet. Uh, Andrew and Kyle actually went to the, the most recent UFC last month down in Salt Lake City, but this one, those guys are on hand because they're actually covering it live and in person because one of the most famous fighters to ever come out of the state of Montana is fighting... And not just fighting. And he is the main event tomorrow. Sugar Sean O'Malley. He is a Hamilton product. Excuse me, a Helena product. He actually lived in Hamilton for a little while uh, as well. But he's, he's from Montana. And tomorrow night he fights for the uh, Bantamweight World Championship. So uh, Sean O'Malley has risen through the ranks rapidly. He actually was had an inside track and a title shot a, a a little bit earlier than this, and then he lost his first professional fight, but he since battled his way back, and, and now he fights Aliyah Sterling. Am I saying his first name correctly, Andrew? Uh, just Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain, okay. And, and I know Sterling for sure. He is certainly one of the best fighters in the world, pound for pound. I mean, this guy, in the UFC, if you defend your title, period, you're really good. He's defended his title, his Bantamweight World Championship, three times already. This will be his fourth title defense. There's also a lot of rumors, uh, not even rumors. He has suggested that he might actually move up uh, a weight division if he defends this uh, title for the fourth time. But this is a huge deal for both these fighters. It's certainly a huge deal for a kid from from Helena, Montana. And uh, so I, I think it's cool there's a crew from Montana out there. Uh, I'll certainly be pulling it up the bucks and, and ordering the fight uh, tomorrow night. But uh, just take us through kind of the arc of this, Andrew. I know you followed this quite a bit Um O'Malley was kind of knocking on the door of a title shot a little while ago, and, th- and then he got caught and lost one, uh, but he's he fought his way back in. So just take us through the what what got him here to this point.
2: Well, he's been a big prospect sort of since he came into the UFC because not only is he a very good fighter and a very uh, eye-catching fighter, yes, he's also very good on the mic. He's... he's uh, exceptionally
0: brash and entertaining. He, he's got the crazy hair. He dyes it all these colors. He's got a very unique look. He's got a very unique look. For those that don't know, bantam weight is 135 pounds. Sean O'Malley has to be over six feet tall, though, right? He, so he, he looks very peculiar just because he's this tall, long, super skinny guy. Like, Sterling is way more put together than O'Malley. But O'Malley has this crazy length, and the way that he strikes is so explosive And the other part about this is that he's just like the social media icon, right? I mean, he has this crazy Instagram following that's made him more than just UFC famous. He's become sort of pop culture famous as well.
2: Yeah, he he does TikTok and Twitch and streams a bunch of stuff and and just makes himself, I mean, clearly for a guy who has a head full of rainbow curls, makes himself really visible. So, I mean, this is the fight game. That helps you rise up the ranks, but what also helps is that... He is pure dynamite in the octagon. I That's mean, he, right. <laughs> he won his first 12 professional fights, including, I think, his, his first four in the UFC. So he came in on Dana White's Contender Series, which is sort of like the minor leagues, to come up for fighters trying to get in the UFC. Uh, won, I think, his first four fights in the UFC. Took a loss. I mean, they, they, so the UFC was pushing him hard. Big time. He was a big prospect, not not quite as big as like a Conor McGregor, but like he was one of the bigger prospects that they were pushing in the last several years. So he was getting tough fights. Uh, dropped one to make himself four and one in the UFC, and then he's won four straight since then. Uh, including the last one over the former champion, Piotr Jan, and that's the one that got him the title shot. And it seemed like, you know, I thought that was probably a fight too soon for him anyway, but he goes and beats Piotr Jan in a split decision, really close fight, and from then on, it was it was sort of obvious that he was going to get the title shot. Piotr Jan is who Aljamain Sterling really controversially beat to get his title in the first place. Uh, so that's the gatekeeper, Sugar Sean O'Malley gets it done against him. Uh, that was back in, in 2022, uh, October 2022, so about 10 months ago. So he's been sitting low waiting for this title shot for a while now, and, and now he gets it on Saturday.
0: You want to now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. By the way, our good buddy Chad Dundas, who is the uh, co-founder and co-host of the co-main event podcast with Ben Folks. those guys... Two of the best about talking MMA. I actually ran into Chad at uh, an event last Friday at the uh, the book debut and reading that I went to for David James Duncan's new book, Sunhouse. Chad was there. Chad's written a couple books himself. Uh, Chad, of course, is a, a native Missoulian who also um, worked at the Missoulian. That's how I first met him way back in the day. Uh, anyways, he's a great guy to talk MMA with. I invited him on the show today. He says, oh man, I really wish I could. Uh, let's shoot for next week. I got to compete in a dry triathlon this afternoon. I said, that sounds good for next week, but also what the hell is a dry triathlon? He says, it's running an assault bike and rowing. It's going to be absolutely terrible. <laughs> so if Chad is either embarking on this or recovering from this, I do wish him the best of luck. <laughs> it's amazing to me that people do things that are so, uh, objectively over-the-top terrible and uh, somehow still find... I don't even know if enjoyment's the right word, but satisfaction out of it. But anyways, uh for next week, tentative uh, return of Chad Dundas to the show. He's uh, he's joined us many times over the uh, the years, and uh, always great to have Chad in studio, so um, stay tuned for that. Uh, Andrew, I was thinking about this dichotomy. Uh, Sean O'Malley's so famous on a national and international level because of his social media. I actually think that, like... Ironically, usually, got people from Montana that make it big in anything are so well known around Montana. I actually think that most UFC fans know who Sean O'Malley is, but most Montanans kind of do, but like not really. Like I was, I was with a whole group of guys earlier, and I asked, I said, "Hey, you guys, pump for the 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 Sugar Show fight tomorrow night?" And they're like, "Who's?" What are you talking about? There's a guy in the UFC from Helena. It's sort of weird that there's like this disconnect from him and Montana, even though he is so big outside of Montana.
2: Yeah, it's weird. It's sort of like a, a footnote on his story, right? It's right. not something that he. I mean, first of all, he he doesn't vociferously claim Montana. Yeah,
0: that, that's that's part of it.
2: Uh, and he has this week with those Montana guys out here, and
0: part of that's just placating to the guys asking him questions. But he has talked pretty uh, complimentary about his his upbringing in Montana this week for sure.
2: He absolutely has. But w- while he was rising, it just wasn't the part of his story that he chose to promote. Right? It's yeah, all right. it's all self promotion in the UFC. Right. That just wasn't the part of his story that he chose to promote. And it's not. I think so many times athletes who come up from Montana, right, there's a built-in hook for people around here because we've heard about them playing high school football. Right, right, We've heard about them playing high school basketball. We've known who they are for years and years and years. With with fighting, uh, even with wrestling, you know, it's not quite as big. So I'm sort of not surprised that that detail got... You know, sort of alighted during his his rise to fame, just because a combination of of all of those things. He doesn't
0: really have like a resume that has any connection to any sports in Montana, right? right? I mean, he started training in, uh, in 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 MMA when he was in high school, and th- then he got hooked up with Tim Welch, who's also a guy that's made a great name in MMA in out of Montana. I remember when Tim was was fighting. UFC, I guess not UFC, MMA, mixed martial arts first sort of rose to prominence in Montana in like the mid-2000s. There was a couple local fighting groups that would you know, put on little uh, events. I should say little events, good events. I remember covering some fights out at Rock Creek and at the Wilma, and it was always fun. And Tim Welch was one of those fighters, but then Tim Welch became Sean O'Malley's trainer, and then O'Malley's whole rise over the last, I don't know, eight to 10 years has been in Phoenix. So most of his training has come outside of Montana as well. And then I also think you have the part where UFC still, for as big as it's gotten, it's still a little bit of a fringe sport compared to other sports. And part of that's, I think, because of the pay-per-view cost that's associated with it. Part of that's because... They have a hard time having stars that maintain longevity for really long periods of time because it's just so hard to stay on top. And then part of it's just because it's just viciously violent. (laughs) But if there was ever a state who was going to really buy into a guy, especially in a sport, you'd you'd just think that it'd be a slam dunk, a kid from Montana that's a UFC fighter.
2: Well, that's the thing, though, also. I He's also got the rainbow hair and is covered in tattoos, and it doesn't really match your <laughs> right, image right. of what an athlete from Montana he, looks he's, like. He's not hes not like from the OK Corral, you know, the cowboy
0: who turned into the MMA fighter. He's like the wild man that turned into the MMA
2: fighter. Yeah, and he's not, he's not you know, soft-spoken and down-home like Troy Anderson <laughs> is, you know? That's, that's exactly
0: right. Like, if you watch this new documentary that the Falcons have out about Troy Anderson, and then you watch... The Sugar Show on Instagram, Troy Anderson and then Shadow O'Malley are from a different planet. I mean, Troy Anderson's like, oh, shucks, I don't even know how cool of an athlete
2: I am. And Shadow O'Malley's like, I'm the greatest fighter in the history of the world. He exactly tells you how it is. He wants every eye on him <laughs> as soon as he walks into a room. And, and, you know, maybe we've got other stuff to cover here. But, like, even though it seems like an act with him, I just want to say this. Legitimately worth watching. Legitimately a stunning athlete. As you mentioned, super tall for the bantamweight division. Really lanky. Just super precise, creative, striking. If he can keep this fight on the feet tomorrow, it really is a a spectacle to watch. I mean, I've watched him. I remember his fight against Eddie Wineland in the, the heart of the pandemic when I was getting really heavy into the UFC where he one-hit KOs him and walks off, didn't even need to, to follow up. Knew he put him down, just walks off. I remember him destroying Chris Matinho, uh, you know, the next year after that, just incredibly precise sniping with the hands, spinning back kicks on the feet, just really intense, creative, athletic um, in a lot of ways. And this is part of the reason he got pushed so hard aside from his personality, in a lot of ways, just sort of like the pinnacle of what MMA can be.
0: If you want a selling point, it's the last thing I'll say about this. Maybe we'll come back to it in hour number two. I would say that Sean O'Malley is the number one fighter in all of UFC that can knock you out with his hands and his feet. Justin Gaethje might be in there too, and Justin Gaethje proved that last time by kicking, by by the, the, the head kick that he landed in the main event. But there's no one that is as equally dangerous with knockouts
2: with their hands and their feet as Sean O'Malley. He's, he's explosive. He, he's just he's a bundle of dynamite, man. He's so, so dangerous when he's in there. Like I said, if he can keep it on the feet in this fight, I mean, because he can come from all angles. He's got long arms, long legs, especially for this division. It's just it's super fun to watch.
0: Now, now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We tracked... The Lionel Messi saga, when he was in the midst of deciding what he was going to do next in terms of the the contract he was going to take and and where he was going to end up, he ended up in uh, Miami, and we haven't really followed up on it. My nephew, who's all of six years old, he loves Messi, loves him. And he was giving me the update with all the stats and stuff, and he was rattling them off.
2: But this is... This is going well, right, Andrew? I mean, Messi's killing it in the MLS. It's it's been unbelievable to watch. He's got I think nine goals in six games. He hasn't <laughs> actually he hasn't actually played an official MLS game yet because they're in the middle of this league's cup oh, right, thing, right which is a big knockout competition between the MLS and the Mexican league sides. Well, he's taken Inter Miami, which is they are legit. They are in last place in the Eastern Conference of the MLS. They are in the final of this league's cup. They've won all six games that he's played in. And this is just since he's got there, right? He's only been there for like a month. He's been there for let's see his first game was July 21st. So okay, not, yeah, not even, even a month. month. Yeah. 6 games and not even a month, 9 goals, 4 assists, 6 wins. Uh I believe the league's cup final is also tomorrow night. Miami versus Nashville. It would be it would be insane. You know, I was thinking about this. Like what league would you have to drop, like LeBron James, in mm. for him to take the worst team in the league and instantly make it the best team in the league? Man, LeBron might be a bad example because
0: I think LeBron could take most of the Euro teams from the worst to first right away. Still, I, that's,
2: not exa- that's not a bad example. That's not a bad example, right? I right, think they're right, on the same right, level, and right. I mean, I don't, I don't really want to get into why, like, what this says about the MLS. Sure, what it says about the level of play because I actually think that. The level of play in the MLS is pretty good. I enjoy watching it, and the yeah, fact is, totally. is that uh, aside from Lionel Messi, Inter-Miami also brought over Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets, mm-hmm. who are two of the great players on that Barcelona team alongside him. So you're adding three aging but still world-class players to the lineup at the same time. But some of this stuff that that Messi is doing is just is freaky, man. I mean, two late, late free kicks... To save results, I mean, it's like a free throw for him, man. Free kick outside the box. Um, you know, getting into... It's, it's crazy. Like, he's the most famous soccer player in the world. He might be the most famous person in the world. Certainly one of them. Besides Taylor Swift. <laughs> just a ton of of plays where he's just sort of drifting into the middle of the box, and they're not covering him, and he volleys home another goal. It, it's just insane watching him. Well, come back to... Uh, I, I, I do want to talk about... So
0: the lackluster, uh, dormant NBA offseason this has been, and if uh, the question is, is that a direct reflection of Adam Silver's NBA and, and how he wants superstars spread out across all the markets to promote parity? We'll come back to that. I also have some questions about Major League Baseball, uh, specifically who's the front runner for the NL MVP. I also have an FBS college football. Question: It seems to be that some of, if not the primary contenders for the Heisman Trophy are all in the, the league that just fell apart right before our eyes. I just think it would be so ironic and and darkly funny if uh, a Pac-12 quarterback won the Heisman Trophy this year. We'll also uh, rehash some of our uh, NFL picks, but to just, just stick on the soccer note, because we have a footy 15 coming up next, the University of Montana soccer team Opened their season yesterday with a 1-0 win on the road over North Dakota. Uh, Delaney Lou Shore, who led the Big Sky in goals last season, she scored on a header in the 58th minute. Ava Samuelson uh, on the assist. And Sydney Haustein, uh, the the sort of hockey assist that set up the assist. Ashlyn Dvorak, who Andrews talked about highly on this show, a uh, Billings product who's playing goalie there for the Grizz. She had a shutout, four saves. And it was Montana's first road win to open a season since 2017. The last time they did this was in Grand Forks. Uh, excuse me, this was their first victory in Grand Forks since 2013, and their first road victory to open a season since 2017. I'm really pleased with it overall, said sixth-year head coach Chris Uh I thought it was a step ahead of where we've been in previous years at this time. Andrew, did you watch this at all or any, any impressions of this? I did not watch it. I saw uh, the highlight it's... of the goal. The goal was nice. It seemed like they were – It was just sort of – you know they have a lot of ways to win, but uh, if they can get one, you know, early in the second half and then play their great defense with their great goalkeeping, that seems like a good formula for Chris Czyszewski's teams.
2: Yeah, they actually outshot North Dakota. I think ten to nothing in the first half of yeah. this game, and seventeen to seven overall. But but didn't score. Chris has told me sort of the same things that he thinks they're ahead of where they've been in previous seasons this early in the year. You know, I think it, they will want to turn some of that dominance and a lot of those shots into. Goals as we get later in the season because 1-0 is just—it's a tough way to win week in and week out. They've shown they can do it before, and I think their defense and I think Ashlyn Dvorak are going to be very good this year. I think they would have liked to score a couple more, but you know, we, we saw the highlight of the goal. I tweeted it out. It looked really good. It it was really pretty. I mean, you, you you sort of focus on the the great pass from Ava Samuelson to the back post, and it's great to see Ava Samuelson back healthy. Uh, looks fully this year, but I I really liked sort of the the touch and control uh, from both Mesa Walters and Sidney Halstein in midfield on that goal, sort of getting the ball in a tough situation with the defender on their back, moving it along into a good spot to create that space for Ava Samuelson to put in the cross. So uh, as much as you can take something away from a 15-second clip, uh, I really like that. So uh, they'll finish up the road trip, At North Dakota State now uh, on Sunday, but it it looked good in the first game. The goal was a piece of work. Beautiful for us to exit from
0: pressure, swing through the midfield to find Ava, to find Delaney. It was perfection. It was a beautiful ball for her to head in, said Chitavisky in the uh, press release about this game. So uh, 1-0 start for the Grizz soccer team. No one is now ESPN Radio. More soccer on the other side. Keep it right here. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com.
1: Oh! It's New on is Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: I told this story before, but I'll never forget when uh, Andrew Houghton first came to work for us. We, he'd been here for about a week, and uh, I mean here at ESPN Radio, he's been working with us at Skyline Sports for a long time. Uh, and we took we went to the St. Paul and the Broken Bones concert, which I can't believe they haven't come back because that was a, a fun show and everybody in Missoula loved it. I mean, it was sold out. <laughs> but Andrew was unfamiliar with them, and if you don't know the, the lead singer, who his name's not actually St. Paul, I just call him St. Paul. He walks out, and this guy is hilarious. This guy's like the little dog who thinks he's the giant Rottweiler. Like this guy doesn't know—I don't uh, think—you know what he looks like. He thinks that he's James Brown, and he's he's (laughs) just—he's dancing and singing and going crazy. Got so much soul. And Andrew was just jaw dropped at how awesome this guy was, but also just how uh, different he looks than what you think he's gonna look like. But man, so much swagger. I wish those guys would come back. Little Saint Paul and the Broken Bones getting all. Jazzed up, getting all sold up before we go down uh, and get some uh, some good old-fashioned bluegrass-infused rock and roll tonight with Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats uh, here in Missoula. Very much looking forward to that. One thing I think that we really need, it's known as now ESPN Radio. One thing I think we really need more of is activities that help us gather together as a community that are affordable and or free. <laughs> I think that's a great thing. Gathering and playing sports or you know doing activities outside in community areas I just think it can help us so much. We live in this world where it's like becoming so polarized over everything, but I just think it's so hard it's so much harder to have conflict and disagreements with people that you really know. And so anything that's like a community gathering at any sort of park that might have a little games associated with it, that's pretty cool. So on that note, uh, Soccer Day Missoula is coming back. Uh, Andrew has a footy 15 for us, an excerpt from his great podcast, Soccer and Snow and Smoke. But just uh, set this one up for us.
2: Yeah, it'll be the second annual Soccer Day Missoula. I thought it was a great success. Last year, the guys at Soccer Alliance Missoula put this on. Uh, now for the second year, it'll be August 26th. So next Saturday, uh, down there at Fort Missoula, you'll hear from from Gary Stein and Charlie Vandum, uh, the two guys who are instrumental in putting this on in the clip, but it's going to be bigger and better next year. They're incorporating, there are going to be some some high school soccer games going on at the same time, but it's, you know, what I take out of it is is exactly like you said. For me, it's just uh, a, a place and time to hang out with people and, and play soccer for a, for a little while and, and have some pickup games and just float around and meet people. So I had a great time last year. Uh, you'll hear from the guys in this clip in just a minute. But if you're you're looking for something to do next weekend, consider coming out. Uh, again, Soccer Day, Missoula, August 26th. So next Saturday, we'll remind you about this next week as well. Uh, but down at Fort Missoula. But anyway, here's a little bit more from Charlie and Gary. Charlie Van Dam and Gary Stein of Soccer Alliance Missoula in studio with us on Soccer and Snow and Smoking. Guys, let's get to the reason that you're here. Soccer Day, coming around. For the second time, I thought it was a great event last year. I was able to attend last year. I had a wonderful time. Charlie, just tell everybody
1: what this event is. The broad strokes here. Soccer Day is intended to be a celebration of Missoula soccer and bringing all the different soccer communities into one place and having us just, you know, um, work together rather than working Uh, in different silos. So we really, the whole idea is just to bring our our soccer community together and have a big celebration. Um, We are um, expanding from what we did from last year. Uh, This year we're going to feature different events for people to come whether they want to compete, whether they just want to play, whether they just want to watch. So we have uh, a lot of events going on, and it's going to be held August Twenty-sixth Saturday, August twenty-sixth at Fort Missoula Regional Park, um, and uh, but some of the events that we have going on, we have we're actually having a a unified game with the Grizz soccer team um, and Special Olympic athletes. So that's going to be at three o'clock on Saturday. Um, we have a small seven-a-side tournament that we're putting on that's geared toward adults. But it is a, it's a celebration of how joyful soccer is. We, we're calling it Soccer is Joy tournament. And uh, and then we also are going to have pickup games for kids of all ages, young kids, old kids. Anybody that wants to just play the game, we'll give them an opportunity to get out and just have some fun playing. The other um, big event that we have is um, we kind of timed Soccer Day to coincide with the beginning of high school soccer season. And uh, both Sentinel and Hellgate will be playing their first soccer matches uh, during Soccer Day. And uh, we're excited for that. Uh, We're going to have a lot of people coming just to watch those games. We hope they can participate in a lot of other way so the we feel like the high school games having them out there at fort missoula are going to be a big draw for um the soccer community that to me is one of the biggest things that you guys have added and
2: one of the cooler things that you guys have added from last year is having actual these actual official high school soccer matches taking place here what what time and and where can people find those
1: so um all the information about the events at, for Soccer Day Missoula can be found on the Soccer Alliance Missoula website. And that's MissoulaSoccer.com. MissoulaSoccer.com. And, uh, but we'll start, the Hellgate Games will be starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, so varsity uh, girls will play at, at 10 Varsity Boys will be playing at, at noon. Um, then followed up, Sentinel Boys will be playing Glacier at 2, and Sentinel Girls will be playing Glacier at 4 o'clock. Um, and I, didn't, I forgot to mention that Hellgate will be playing Glacier in their two matches. Very cool.
2: Uh, chance to, to come out and see some of the best high school teams, certainly around here, probably in the state as well. Soccer Day, Missoula, again, going to be August 26th, and it's going to be essentially a whole-day event with those with those games going on starting at 10, so games, high school games starting at 10, and then you'll have pickup games, seven-a-side tournament, other things happening throughout the day. Again, it's at Fort Missoula, Saturday, August 26th. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend of soccer in the Garden City between... Soccer Day happening on August 26th, the Montana Grizzlies start their season that weekend as well. So the next day, Sunday, they've got their big home matchup against Ohio State. Uh, The Buckeyes coming to Missoula to take on the Grizz. So it's just going to be an awesome way to start off the fall. Guys, talk to me about... What you learned from last year's experience, what you took out of the first annual soccer day and, and what that process was like now coming in and planning and trying to make this second one bigger and better.
1: Well, I think we had a pretty good attendance last year. Um, we had a lot of kids come out and play. We had like four fields that were full-time um, pickup soccer going on. We just didn't have the adults I thought would come out and just play pickup soccer. And so that's why we added this tournament, um, just so we can get more of the adults out to participate in Soccer Day. Um, And then, of course, you know, we thought um, we're we're looking at (laughs) following the kind of the model of uh, Minnesota Hockey Week, where they have all these mixes of pickup pond hockey, but also all these other matches going on, all these other games, hockey games going on at the same time. So we're trying to think about different ways we could bring people in. And then um, Anna Bruning from Missoula Parks and Rec recommended that we add um, a a unified game with Special Olympic athletes and have the Grizz team play with them. So that'll be a, a fantastic event showing how soccer can be played by all. Um, it's a game for everybody, and it's it's simple to play. Um, sometimes we make it a lot more complex than it needs to be, and uh, but I I'm really looking forward to this um, this unified game with the Special Olympic athletes and the Grizz soccer team. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Well,
2: that's sort of the spirit of the event. And I remember you guys talking a, a ton last year about the spirit of the event. Really, is a lot in the the pickup games between. You know, different groups of people who just find a ball in a field and go to play. And that's something that is so huge in the spirit of soccer, so huge in the background of the game. Talk to me a little bit about that, because you guys have this unified game this year, which I think really exemplifies that spirit, as well as you do have the seven side tournament this year. But there are also going to be pickup games just going on at, at some of these fields at Fort Missoula.
1: Yeah, you know, I, it was some of the things that Soccer Alliance Missoula has really tried to promote is getting people to play more, um, what we call free play, but pickup soccer. And, um, you know, it's, you know, we've both, Gary and I have played a lot of pickup soccer over the years. And sometimes you have, that's the funnest games you play. I mean, that's the most enjoyable games you play. Sure, you, you like to compete. But, boy, I tell you, it's, there's so much joy to be had from just getting out and uh, just having a few friends go out and play a game, whether it's like you play a three-on-three game or 11-on-11. It's just it's just a pure game, and it's what's done throughout the world, um, and we are, are, we are trying to embrace that. I mean, a lot of times kids grow up, I think, if they're going to play soccer, they need to have a coach, they need to have a practice, they need to have a game. But that's not the case. And, and uh, you know, the game can be played in your backyard, in the park, in the street. And, and, you know, it could be played just about anywhere. I mean, my kids probably, we broke a few things, but we played in our living room all the time. But it was like, it was a great time just to, you know, kick the ball around and just ha- have fun. And, and, and so that's what we're really trying to embrace. Um, and hopefully we can get more people out just to... Um, recognize that free play soccer and pickup soccer is just an easy thing to do, and anybody could do it anywhere. I certainly had a great time playing in, in
2: some of the pickup games at Soccer Day last year, and it's it's just like you're talking about. You're playing five on five, six on six, seven on seven. People are joining the game. People are leaving the game. You know, maybe one team's got a couple more players than the other, but it's still it's just so fun and freeing. And really good for you as well in terms of of keeping in shape and and keeping your mind sharp as well. Yeah. Uh, Because soccer is great for that in any context. So there will be, again, pickup games going on here at Soccer Day at Fort Missoula August 26th. But then again, if you want something a little bit more structured, you guys are adding the seven on seven tournament this year. Tell people how they can get involved and sign up a team for that. If you got a squad, How can they get involved in that 7-on-7 tournament?
3: Uh, The 7-on-7 tournament, uh, Charlie was saying go to MissoulaSoccer.com and we'll have the registration there. One of the things that I'm super excited about, I was trying to relay over to Charlie here a second ago, was um, normally when you go to um, adult tournaments, um, 7-aside, 11-aside, there's usually a gender um, sort of qualification. Um, you, You can have... It's co-rec, but you can have uh, you have to have a minimum of three women, or they set some standard of that nature. Um, to sort of continue to promote the fun, the joy of the game, uh, what we decided to do is to make this an all-gender um, tournament. So there's no numbers of males or females. You want an all-men's team? You want an all-women's team? That's fine. We just want you to play soccer. So super excited about that because i don't know any other tournament or place that is doing that and i think it's really kind of um emblematic of of the game of soccer that um it, it is genderless to a, a large degree and that um you know we're we're embracing uh, all human beings who want to play soccer as opposed to um you know handing down some sort of restrictions or requirements on them so um I think that's one of the things that gets me really excited about Soccer Day, promoting it, being involved in it, is that joy aspect, and and that literally everybody is invited to participate. There you
0: go—an excerpt from Soccer and Snow and Smoke, a soccer-specific podcast created and hosted by Andrew Houghton. It's probably presented by Zootown Sports Cards. Our 2015 excerpts of that pod presented couple times a month. On now by Young Mazda. Young Mazda located there on Stevens Avenue. Go check them out. Uh, new ownership down there, but uh, certainly the same high-quality Mazda vehicles and uh, supporting soccer around the Missoula community. How about some of the best of the best in-state, but also in-city, as it were, football players from the city of Missoula? We'll we'll highlight... Missoula natives that play for both the Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcat football teams. That's next. Keep it right here. Garden City Spotlight coming right at you. It's ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have
3: branded jewelry that you'll see across the world
1: ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Yet another one that needs to just mosey their way on back to the Garden City. A little Jamestown Revival for you here on Nuanas Now. Saw them at the top at when they first had come out. They've gotten pretty big, but, I mean, not too big for us. We're a music mecca. Hopefully Jamestown Revival comes uh, back this way sometime soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate you for spending some time here on your Friday afternoon. I'm Coulter Nuana's. We're coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and happy to say so. It's time now for our Garden City Spotlight where we highlight some of the best of the best from around Missoula. This will be pretty high school sports heavy and pretty football heavy moving forward. We will be hearing from all three. Dane Oliver, Matt Johnson, and um, Ryan Nelson, the three head football coaches for the AA uh, high schools here in Missoula. Dane Oliver, of course, at Sentinel. Coach Johnson there at Big Sky, and Ryan Nelson uh, there at Hellgate. Uh, that'll be one of our, one of our uh, long segments, one of our top-of-the-hour segments. Pretty much every Friday for the next 10, 12 weeks. Uh, But today, our Garden City Spotlight has a little bit of college football angle. A Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op is focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to benefit in and take part in. Let's look at Missoulians on the Grizz and Cats rosters. There's a lot of them. High school football in Missoula has been very good. I mean, individual talent coming out of Missoula has been good forever. But it's been, I do think that has been elevated, particularly because of Sentinels' rise the last handful of years. There's a lot of uh, former Spartans. Loyola's always, seems like they got a guy or two each, each season. Uh, so here's just a look. This is just a numerical order of the, of the Missoula guys uh, on the, uh, the Montana Grizzlies. First of all, I got redshirt senior David Copang. He's a six foot, 215 pound safety. He's out of Missoula Loyola. He was a great multi sport athlete during his high school days. And uh, he's had a, a really solid Grizz career. He's done whatever he has been asked. And uh, he's, he's going to be in the mix this year. He's a, He'll be a special team stalwart for sure. And uh, he'll be in the mix uh, in the rotation at safety, I believe, as well. Number 10 is T.J. Roush. He is also a Missoula Sentinel product. He's a sophomore, redshirt sophomore. Uh, He's playing safety. He's the son of former Big Sky MVP Ann Lake, who was a great uh, Lady Grizz in her day in the early 1990s. And Roush, I thought, was going to be a receiver at the college level, but he's acclimated to defense well. He's been put in some situations where he's like, He's the third team safety in there going against some of the, the top line receivers and, and running backs. And he's had some times where he's gotten, uh, he's taken it on the chin a little bit. And then he's also had some times where he's had some enormous hits. He has had, you know, I, like I always say, I, I can only go to about an hour of practice when I do go down there. He's had like multiple highlight reels where he's just smacked the guy. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool. You know, I don't know if people expected him to be the hitter that he is, uh, given that he was just such a sort of flossy receiver and corner during his high school days, but uh, he certainly picked that part up pretty well. Another Missoula guy who's sort of from Missoula, sort of from Phillipsburg. He graduated from Sentinel High School, but he played the first part of his career at Peaberg. That's Jackson Lee. Uh, he'll also be in the mix uh, at safety. Missoula Big Sky. Colter Janicaro and Levi Janicaro both on the roster. Levi is a senior. Colter is a sophomore. They're both Big Sky boys. Both were uh, Wildcat-style quarterbacks there at Big Sky and have acclimated well to, to new positions. Levi, of course, a preseason uh, all-league candidate as a linebacker, and Colter uh, is a running back. Another Missoula Sentinel guy, know Leonard. Uh, he'll be a depth guy, I think, defensively. Ryan Tyrrell. A uh, Mozilla Loyola, uh, Sacred Heart guy. Uh, Tyrrell is uh, Bobby Houck's nephew. Tyrell's like right there. I think that the the front-line linebackers for the Grizz are going to be in, in no particular order. I think Braxton Hill, Riley Wilson are going to be absolutely right there. Levi Janacaro, Tyler Flink's definitely probably the first guy off the bench in those rotations. He's not really off the bench. He's going to play a lot of snaps. They rotate their linebackers a lot. And I think Tyrell's probably fifth. Terrell was getting some reps with the ones last time I was down there. So uh, as a junior, his trajectory has been uh, good. We mentioned Flink. He's also a big sky guy. He's a senior this year as well. What a fun guy to watch. He's so fearless. Tate Templeton is a a Missoula Sentinel guy who's a a freshman this year. I think he'll redshirt, uh, but certainly a lot of upside. Hellgate, their representative, Ian Finch, in terms of the Grizz representative, that is. There's a Hellgate guy on the Cats. Just wait for that here just in a minute. But Ian Finch uh, out of Hellgate, he redshirted last year and is trying to fight his way up. Drew Clough, is a Missoula Sentinel guy who also redshirted last year. He started out on defense. Now he's playing offense. Joe Wyda, another uh, Missoula guy who redshirted last year. He's out of Sentinel. He's a tight end. Uh, so there you go. That's your uh, Missoula guys on the Grizzlies. It's our Garden City Spotlight, highlighting some of the best of the best from uh, around the Garden City. It's presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. How about Missoula guys on the Cats? Well, Adam Jones is uh, a freshman there at MSU. He's made some uh, waves during camp. He was getting some elevated reps as a true freshman, partly because of availability, but also partly because he's really talented. So we'll see. He he might be a guy that redshirts. He might not. We'll see. Um, Rylan Ort, also a Missoula Sentinel guy. He's absolutely going to be uh, a, a starter and and probably one of the stalwarts of that Montana State defense. As a junior, I think he'll be there They're number one strong safety. Uh, J.J. Dolan makes it three Spartans on the Bobcats. He's a freshman. I think he's probably going to redshirt as well. Tommy Nielsen is the Hellgate representative on the Cats. He's a 6'3", 282-pound offensive lineman. Was a great uh, football and track guy there uh, at Sentinel. Zach Cruz makes it four Spartans, four former Spartans on the Bobcat roster. Uh, He's listed as a freshman, 6'4", 228 pounds. And uh, so that's it. So four Sentinel guys, one Hellgate guy on the uh, the Montana State roster. I didn't count the Grizz guys, but uh, double digits, more than a dozen uh, Missoula products, Missoula high school products on the uh, Grizz and Bobcat rosters combined. It's so a Garden City spotlight with a little college football flavor. We'll have a way more of a high school football flavor Uh, Next weekend, moving forward on the Garden City Spotlight, appreciate uh, Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op focuses on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. NFL over unders and some more fun NFL games. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio.